you're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Laura. And I'm Stephanie, and we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. Today on the podcast, Steph and I are talking about our intentions and goals for 2016. We are so excited. Let's get to it. Hello, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Steph? I'm so great. It's so good to see you and talk to you. And I'm going to see you in person in less than a week, which is insane. Really weird. It feels like you were just here. And it also feels like I haven't seen you in forever. I know. I know. It's it's one of those things about going far away to live. It's like you feel close to people, but you also feel like, when was the last time I saw you? So I'm really looking forward to like us going figure skating or hockey skating or whatever we're going to do. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we really should. Um, yeah, you yeah. and you and your boyfriend are going to be much better skaters than me and my boyfriend, I can probably assume. So we'll get some lessons from you, I'm sure. All right. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) No pressure. Yeah. But how are things? Great. Yeah. Today's Friday, which um, is my day to stay home and create. I do a lot of writing and some journaling, some drawing sometimes. And so you've caught me on a good day. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I've been sort of like intentionally taking this day off. I was waiting in line at a big office for most of my morning good three hours waiting for a visa which did get approved so that's kind of exciting news i can come back to ecuador in the spring but um it does take a lot out of you anyway to stay at a dead-end <laughs> dead-end office building for that long so i'm happy to sort of be injecting this creativity and inspiration into my afternoon so thanks for taking the time to talk to me laura you're the best Oh, one of the things I did do today was I listened to our intentions episode for 2015. Which is such a good idea. I wish I had thought to do that. Yeah. Um, it's a good episode, if I do say so myself. I just think, like, <laughs> our conversation, um, like, I'm really glad that we have that recorded. Because I think that a lot of cool things flowed after that episode and... The fact that I have a recording of me making the declaration that that was my intention for 2015 is chilling, but also, like, really Mm -hmm. nice. It's lovely. And one of the things we were actually talking about before we started recording this episode was that I've really found, and I read somewhere as well, that just by the act of acknowledging your deepest intentions and your deepest goals, even if you don't do anything about them after that... It has this very, like you said, chilling and astonishing way of manifesting in your life, which I think is Mm. super powerful and super kind of creepy, (laughs) but in in a good way. It's like anything that I write down or acknowledge ends up coming true or most of it ends up coming true. And, and I think often it has to do with just the fact that we're accessing our deepest intuition, our deepest knowing and it really doesn't matter whether we acknowledge our deepest knowing. Our deepest knowing is just there, whether or not we can like actually write it down or not, and it will end up manifesting. And I think, without sounding too much like a hippie, I think just speaking that truth <laughs> and like speaking those intentions and acknowledging what has happened since then is so powerful. So I want to share one story that I shared with you since um, 
that episode that we recorded. And last year at the New Year's Mark, I didn't make that many intentions because I didn't know what my 2015 was gonna look like. And I was still in Korea for three months of it and I had no idea what I was going to do. And I didn't set very many goals apart from sort of daily goals, which like one of them was like keep a gratitude journal and one of them was meditate. And then I set like two or three overarching goals. And one of them was um, read 75 books, which <laughs> I may get in with the skin of my teeth, I have no idea. I still have like nine books to go in 20 days. Um, and the other one was find someone to speak Spanish with so that I can speak Spanish fluently. And I mean, knock, <laughs> knock me an, over with- What an understatement. <laughs> I mean, knock me over with a feather. My boyfriend is from Ecuador, born and raised. He speaks obviously very fluent Spanish and now we speak Spanish every day and my Spanish has come leaps and bounds. And it's that kind of story that makes me almost want to weep <laughs> with like how much our intention can do for us. But it's so powerful, right? Doesn't that feel powerful to you? Like I made that intention and it just happened for me. And yeah. It's one of those things that, because I remember we realized that I hadn't even thought about my intentions for six months, seven months, and I looked at them in late June of this year, and I brought them up when I was already sort of seeing my boyfriend, and I brought them up on my blog, because luckily I record those things on somewhere, the blog or the podcast or whatever, and I brought them up, and I was sharing them with him, and I almost cried, because I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that I made this goal. Mm -hmm. And here it is. It's something that has manifested in my life. And um, that's incredible. And yeah. whether or not that had any sort of effect on like meeting Paolo in India and, and everything, <laughs> like regardless of that, it's just right. such a great story. Um, and amazing that that intention came to fruition for you. It's just one of those things that it's like, it's almost like the more that you put out there, even as like a very, very far-reaching, extravagant, outrageous goal, could maybe happen in some way. Maybe not the right way that you thought it was gonna happen. That's something that I think we have to be open to when we set goals is like, maybe it's not gonna be the exact way we envision, mm -hmm. but it might still happen. So can you share what you set on the podcast last year as your intention for the year and how that's played out this year in 2015 because I think that's a really inspiring story too yeah so I totally forgot about this story until I listened to our episode this morning but the way my intention for 2015 came about was I hadn't thought about it at all I didn't know what my intention for 2015 was <laughs> and randomly I asked my boyfriend like okay what are your goals or intentions for this year and he was like I don't know what are yours and immediately I just said I want to get paid for something I love I don't know what it mm -hmm. will look like but that's what I want for 2015 um, so that's how my intention got set was it just came out without me even thinking about it which and is the way the best intentions come out right? yeah and so I I told that to you on the podcast and this year I left my corporate advertising job I teach yoga and I also work for an amazing marketing company called Boarding Communications where the businesses that I work on are all like vegan friendly, eco friendly, local businesses, um, 
and I think it's just incredible how that's something that happened without me necessarily making decisions based on like, well, this was my intention for the year, so I guess I have to just do it. Like there was none of that. It was just kind of, I set the intention and everything flowed from there. Right. And I just think, I think that story is so inspiring because not like this, the job that you were working on before was like so horrible and negative, but just that this job is such a better fit for you. And to watch you move into that space in a way that didn't feel forced or mm, negative in any way, it was just sort of a natural transition is so inspiring. And especially when I connect it to the fact that you had sort of made that intention in your mind and in your world for the year and yeah. you didn't know how it was gonna look. You had no yeah. idea how it was gonna look. And I think sometimes if we come into it with a way where we're like, okay, this should look this way. This goal of finding someone to practice Spanish with or getting paid for something that I love should look this particular way, then we can close ourselves off to a lot of things. But if we sort of- And set for ourselves up for disappointment. Yes, but if we sort of almost forget about it almost i mean it's still at the forefront of our values but it's not necessarily at the forefront of our goals if we almost forget about it then it can come into our lives in such a more powerful and inspiring way i mean i know when that when you made that transition i was so happy for you and it felt like such a natural transition and i know your job now is celebrating the fact that you were on as an intern initially and went off to have sort of a sojourn into the corporate advertising world and then came back as sort of like the 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 karate kid or the <laughs> the, 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 the the you know the person who came back to the business in a more powerful and more well-rounded way is just such an inspiring story and I hope that's how they see it <laughs> And for me, I was so happy for you because I know that, that that past job didn't necessarily fit your intentions and goals and skills and values exactly the way it could have um, and that this move was so great for you. So I think, and this is something we want to talk about on a future podcast about sort of aligning our values and our work and our relationships and everything. Um, but I think setting goals, even though it feels like at the time you're like, I have no idea how this is going to work out can be such a powerful tool, don't you think? Yeah. I, I love, I used to love goal setting. Now mm -hmm. I'm like definitely more of an intention setter. The only Me goal too. I, the only goal I set last year was for number of books read, like you. <laughs> um, and uh, my number is, I think my number is good for me. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like nothing compared to your like 75 books, which is incredible, and I don't know how you do that. Um, but for me, I set the goal of 15 books for 2015, um, except for <laughs> I was measuring Christmas to Christmas, because usually Christmas is where I'll get like a stack of books and I'll do a bunch of reading between Christmas and the New Year. So mm. Christmas to Christmas, um, I think I'm at 12 on my 13th. So I'm like you where I have like, it's crunch time and like if I can just get two and a half books read, then like I'll be at my 15. But if I'm being honest with myself, I know that I set myself the goal of 15 books just so I would read 12. Like I overshot <laughs> because I was like, you know what, if I set 15, then at least I'll know that I could have read a book per month. And you know what, like something we mentioned on the podcast last time, which is about Gretchen Rubin's work, one of her main tenets is to know yourself. 
And I think like acknowledging that if you overshoot, then you'll probably reach the goal that you really want. I think like that's, <laughs> that's super good knowledge and that's a great way to set goals for yourself. And I think that's something I want to pass on to our listeners is like, know yourself. If, if, if you know that you probably won't read like 20 books this year, that's okay. I mean, no one's expecting you to, maybe that's not one of your true values. But, mm -hmm. you know, sort of acknowledge what your limitations are and acknowledge how you can overcome them. And that's how you're going to achieve the success that you want. So, yeah, I could I set mean, a goal for 75 books and everyone would be disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like if you set the goal for that much, it's like maybe you're personally going to get discouraged by that number. Whereas for me, it's like a challenge. It's like, oh, yeah. I know that I've, I can do that because I did that the last two years and because that's a huge yeah. point of focus for me in my life. But that doesn't mean that that's the right point of focus for every person. I'm discouraged so, even joking that that's my number. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I'm just going to admit this right now. I do not actually know if I'm going to make it. I'm like desperately download downloading audiobooks and listening to them in the place of podcasts to like try and make my number <laughs> for the year. Um, but it's just, I like having that high, high number that feels outrageous because sometimes having that outrageous number, depending on who you are and depending what your personality is, can be a huge source of motivation. And for me, it is. For me, mm -hmm. it's like, wow, that seems crazy. Can I actually do that? And then when I break it down, it's like, oh, I only have to read a book a week or a book and a half a week. I feel like I can do that. And then you, when you sort of break it down that way, it sort of becomes empowering and inspiring. So it's about knowing who you are and knowing what's going to motivate you and, and yes. what, what you want to accomplish. I think one of the things that I really thought about this year when I was setting my intentions and goals for the year was like, what habits and goals do I want to have accomplished by the next year? It's not like what I want to just do in my life. It's like by the time that this date comes around next year, what do I want to have incorporated in my life? Because I know I incorporated a lot of things this year that were really cool. And if I keep doing that every single year, who knows like what I can do by the time I'm 30 or 40 or 50, you know? So yeah. I think approaching okay, wait, it from... Me. Okay. <laughs> so let's go into it. I mean, I love... If you have listened to the podcast for any length of time, you should know that I love this. And I'm so excited that <laughs> Laura loves it too. That's part of the reason we're such great partners. So do you want to start with intentions or goals? Intentions. Okay. I have a lot of intentions, but I'm just going to pick a few. Um, intentions can often be like, what have I noticed I'm not that good at? <laughs> <laughs> that I need to get better at. Um, two of my favorites, so I'll start with one of my favorites, which is err on the side of connection. And this one for me, as anyone who's listened to this podcast before will know, I'm an introvert. And something I may have not admitted <laughs> is that I can often sort of shy away from like connecting with other people. Like I'm walking down the street, I don't make eye contact or I even cross the street. Yes, I will admit that on the podcast. I'll like cross the street because I feel awkward and I'm like, I don't know how to acknowledge this person that I'm walking past. And it's easier to just sort of cross the street and not have to deal with that and just keep listening to the podcast I'm listening to and not have to sort of make eye contact. So 
this is something that's been major for me. When I was writing my intentions, this just kind of came up. And I think the ones that just kind of come up out of seemingly nowhere are sometimes the most powerful ones. So air on the side of connection for me means like, I am going to make eye contact with that person. I am going to stay on that side of the street. I am going to look them in the eye and say hello or hola or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm going to acknowledge their presence and acknowledge that they're a human being and not just retreat into myself and not just retreat into my work either when it comes to my family or my boyfriend or my friends. I'm not just going to kind of stay on the computer and when my boyfriend tries to engage with me, I'm just going to be like, I'm busy, I'm doing this thing. I'm going to try and whenever the decision comes up between more connection or less connection, I'm going to try and choose more connection. I love this, that one. Oh, doesn't it feel sort of powerful but also hard to you? Yeah, I totally, like, I'm the person who, like, you know how we, you have those Facebook friends who you're friends with them and you know who they are but you're not really close with them and yes. you could get away with walking by them on the street without either person saying anything? Yeah. Like... That to me is so wrong, but I do it all the time. Or mm -hmm. like I will slow down my walking so I don't have to have an interaction with somebody who I am not close with. Like I, I think we covered this in the introversion episode. I just don't feel comfortable making small talk. I don't like it. <laughs> I would much rather right. like pretend like I didn't see you. And that's terrible. It's awful. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> it's, it's our natural tendency. And I think for me, one of the things that I decided the other day was like, I'm going to set a few standards for myself in terms of what I consider adequate connection. Mm -hmm. So if I'm walking on the same side of the street as someone, I am not going to cross the street, <laughs> first of all. And second of all, I'm just going to look them in the eye and say, hello. That's all I'm expecting of myself. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that that's going to make a big difference. Or if my boyfriend's talking to me about something and I'm like in the middle of something, I'm really going to try and remind myself that it's not that important, whatever I'm in the middle of, and remember that what's most important in my life are my connections, my friendships, my relationships, and I think especially as someone who's living farther away from the people that they love, it can be easy to kind of like sort of get by on a day-to-day -day basis and be like, oh, I'll talk to them at some point or I'll talk to them when I get home, but I really, really want to prioritize my relationships in the new year. Nice. I think I read a blog post about being, maybe you had posted it, being the one who smiles instead of the one who didn't smile back. Mm. It wasn't me, but that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love I like that. that. What's one of yours? Okay, I have three. Okay. So the first, and they're all actually pretty vague, which is funny because last year setting of, I mean, even though I didn't know what it was going to look like, my intention was pretty clear. Yeah. Um, and then this year I have three instead of one, and they're a lot less clear. I'm but so excited. My, <laughs> so my first one is to be intentional. Mm. Um, so I think part of that is maybe inspired by that idea of going pro that idea that like if I'm going to be a yoga teacher like I'm going to be a yoga teacher I'm going to pursue leads I'm going to look for like create the opportunities that I want um, and I'm not just going to say yes to any opportunities that fall into my lap because 
this is how I make money, or it's one of the ways that I make money, and I can't necessarily say yes to every involvement of being a yoga teacher because it takes away from, like there's an opportunity cost there now where right. I could be teaching another class that was more in line with where I want to go with my teaching career. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, now that I say all that, it sounds a lot more clear, but I think that being intentional is something that I want to apply to many areas of my life. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's something we want to talk about on a future episode, especially as it regards to work, like you mentioned, like that opportunity cost, or not even opportunity cost, but like the psychological cost that it might be to take on a certain opportunity and how we balance that out with our values and our time and our relationships. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's so great. Thank you. Um, Another one of mine that I think is catchy that I want to share on the show. I mean, I have like 14, I want to admit to you. (laughs) I have so many more intentions and goals. But another one of mine that I thought was catchy was resist the resistance. Because I have noticed so much in my life that I feel resistance and I want to just, in the new year, acknowledge that I'm feeling it and then just be like, shut up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Stop talking to me. Like, stop telling me what to do. Because (laughs) I am currently trying to develop an e-course. I am doing this podcast. I am in a relationship. I am like trying to build all kinds of different things in my life and resistance is a constant presence which I'm sure it is for you and for a lot of our listeners that this feeling of I mean resistance can take a thousand different forms it can be like you're not good enough who do you think you are um no one's gonna listen to you anyway why are you bothering to spend all this much time on this and I mean you're charging too much for that and why are you wasting your time on something that's free and like it's like these crazy extremes that Mm -hmm. contradict each other And it's just any time you're trying to do anything creative or intentional or smart or beautiful, there will be this feeling inside of you like, who do you think you are to do this? And I think my intention for the year is to just recognize it when it's happening. Just notice it. That's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to go away because it's probably not going to go away anytime soon. But just recognizing it's there And this is something I've been trying to do with my boyfriend recently. I said to him recently, I am feeling so much resistance. I'm trying to write this chapter. I'm trying to write this blog post or whatever. And I'm feeling like, this is stupid. Who am I to do this? I don't know anything. There are so many people that readers could go to to learn the same information, blah, 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 blah. Like all this ridiculous nonsense. And he's like, well, it's great you're acknowledging that. And you know what? I think he's right. It's great you're acknowledging that. That's pretty much all you have to do because it's probably not going to go anywhere. You know, it's probably not going to leave you alone. So for me, it's just that feeling of resistance. Like, you don't get to tell me what to do. You might have some things that are right and you may have a point, but you don't get to tell me how to to spend my time. And that's something I really want to try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Imposter syndrome, I think, is something that Mm -hmm. as I move more into this space of being creative and trying to put stuff out there like my new website um which is a business resource for yogis um which is awesome by the way if anyone hasn't (laughs) read it littleblackleggings.ca 
Yeah, .ca, littleblackleggings.ca. And totally, that imposter syndrome is something that comes up for me all the time. Like, you haven't started a yoga business. Like, who are you to give business advice? And it's like, well, I went to business school. I've worked in corporate advertising. And as a yoga teacher, I do kind of have a yoga business. Um, yeah. And, and I think the that, that is a perfect... Yeah. I think that's a perfect example of you resisting it. It's not that you're squashing it or telling it to, you know, mess off, but you are resisting it. It's like, no, I do have a right to be here. I do have a right to say yeah. these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just having that sort of conflict going on is enough because it sort of reminds you that you do have an intention and a role to keep going on the same work that you're doing. And there's a reason you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, tell me the next one of yours. Okay, so this was actually my third one, but since we were talking about this, it seems to flow into it. My third (laughs) um, intention for the year is to nurture creativity. Mm. Um, So that means absolutely spending way more time writing and reading and drawing and just being in creation and flexing Mm -hmm. that muscle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) I love that. I mean, I think creativity can take so many different forms. I think one of the things that has really been hit home in our culture this year by Elizabeth Gilbert and Brene Brown and other awesome, wonderful women (laughs) and people is that everybody is a creative person and we all have something to contribute. And creativity is the difference between living a boring life and an engaged life. And I think that honoring and respecting and promoting our creativity is such an honorable goal. I love that. Or an honorable intention, I should say. Thank you. I mean, I think, like, guinea pig and green is, like, such a fun part of my life. Little black leggings is, like, growing as well. And Mm -hmm. just everything I do on the side, I I see that it has a positive impact on my life. I see that it makes me a happier person to be in creation. Um, So I just want to put that intent out there, that that's something that I want to prioritize this year. Yeah, I think that that's one thing that in Big Magic she talks about is like, it's not necessarily that your creativity has to necessarily bring you any outcome that's sort of worldly. It's just that it makes your day-to-day life that much Mm -hmm. more beautiful. And I I just think she's so right in that and so true. Um, Okay, I'll share another one of mine. Um, I have so many um, that I've realized. Okay, how about, because since I have three, like we can go back and forth for the three and then just rapid fire the rest of them because I absolutely want to know. And I think that if there's somebody listening who one of yours could resonate with, even just like the title of it, yeah, um, that it's worth saying. So okay. I wanna, yeah. Um, okay, so I'll just pick one out of the pile here. Um, observe my monkey mind. <laughs> I have noticed so much recently that I can fall into patterns, especially patterns that I've experienced in past relationships and that I'm propagating in new relationships that are not so healthy. So I just want to not necessarily change anything, but just sort of have that first level of observation of like, what are you doing here? What are you making up? <laughs> like, that's not true. <laughs> you know? So yeah. that's one of them. Yeah. I want to... Um, I mean, some things that should be for anyone every year is to be more generous, to stop complaining and judging so much, and to stop comparing and criticizing so much. 
And another one that I really want to create here, especially in Quito that I've moved to this new place, is to cultivate community in my life. Because nice. community is not something I have a lot of right now, um, apart from my boyfriend. Um, we don't have a lot of connections to our community. So I really want to create that and get mm -hmm. involved with yoga studios and whatever. And then one of my last ones that I'll share is sorry, two of my last ones that I'll share, is that I want to, in the spirit of Gretchen Rubin, who we've mentioned quite a bit, is to honor and leverage my true nature and my natural strengths to create more joy in my life. Because she mentions that one thing that's really powerful is not to try and change yourself, but realize your own strengths and limitations and figure out how to leverage those to mm -hmm. create more joy. I which like I think that. is, yeah, it's so powerful. She's like, you could spend a lot of energy trying to change this natural tendency that you have, or you could try to leverage it and find a way to work around it. So I think that's super powerful. And another one that I have a lot of trouble with is to spend money on small things that will bring huge joy. So this week, in honor of that, I bought myself a cold brew coffee maker <laughs> on Amazon <laughs> because every day I make coffee in this sad little inherited French press um, that doesn't really work that well. <laughs> and I want to sort of, you know, bring little things that are going to make a big difference into my life. So those are my intentions. And yeah, I'm really happy we talked about that, Laura. Hey, my last one yeah. um, is to be essential. And mm. I think this was born out of, I mean, we've been talking about not minimalized not minimalism, but minimalizing. Minimizing. <laughs> essentializing. Um, essentializing. Um, so, yeah, that really means holding on to the things that have meaning, um, filling my closet with things that make me feel good to wear. Um, we'll talk, we're going to talk about this in a future episode, but both of us have significantly... Uh, dropped the number of people that we follow on Instagram uh, mm -hmm. in an effort to be more essential. Um, on my phone, I've taken all of the apps that I don't use every day and I've put them into like that little extras folder. So I only have actually like a handful of apps that show up on my home screen and I love that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, yeah, just continuing to declutter to be essential with like the things, the people that I have in my life um, will bring me more joy in 2016. That's super powerful. Because I think essentialism is not necessarily about the physical number, but mm -hmm. it's about how much, like you said, clutter, how much things are extra to us and yeah. how many things are sort of taking up space. And sometimes those things can feel really beautiful or lovely or whatever but that they're not actually giving us anything. And I mm -hmm. think that telling the difference between those two things is a skill and something that both of us are really working on. I know that's something that I'm really working on, to tell the difference between something that's just sort of nice and something that's essential. Yeah. Something that really makes me happy or something that really makes me feel inspired. Mm -hmm. That's a big, big difference. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. All right, moving on to goals. Yes. Do you, have, do you have a lot of goals for the year? I like. I only set a reading goal. 
Amazing. Tell me what it is. Because I'm being essential. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have some goals. I have several goals, but but I want to know your reading goal. Tell me. My reading goal is 15 again, and Amazing. the 15 has to include the Bhagavad Gita. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, the Bhagavad Gita is a religious text. Um, and a lot of, I don't know, I feel like something is missing from me being a yogi who hasn't read it. I think that, Mm. I think that I should put more effort into reading texts like that, um, and learning more about where something that I love has been born out of. Mm. Yeah. The Bhagavad Gita is like this conversation between a pupil and the master and Mm -hmm. some people say that it's full of like everything you really need to know (laughs) about life and so did you you read it in teacher training we didn't read it it was a recommended text but not the recommended text um Mm -hmm. but I would love to read it it seems really beautiful yeah I have it Mm -hmm. and so I should read it (laughs) yeah um, I set my same reading goal for the year, which is 75, which I don't know if I'm going to achieve. But this year I found myself really setting more daily goals because that was something that was hugely powerful for me in the past year. I had set a goal to meditate every day, exercise every day, and write a gratitude journal every day. I am so happy to report that I have not missed a single day of my gratitude journal. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. You're awesome. I mean... I have definitely written it a couple days later, but I've always sort of taken that time to sort of reflect on, Mm -hmm. you know, the two days before, three days before, um, and write those things down. So I have this little journal, and I can include a link to my personal blog where I share how big my journal is. I only write about, like, 12 things per day that I'm grateful for. Um, And since I was halfway through the year, I set a goal that I wanted to floss every day, and... I want to talk more about that on the Gretchen Rubin episode that we're planning to record because she had a huge influence on why I started doing that. But I haven't missed a day since then either. But with my meditation goal and my exercise goal, I have definitely missed several days in there. Um, So apart from those, I feel like daily goals are a huge thing for me. I think that those, for me, feel like the most powerful things I can do in the year. So my goals for daily goals for 2016 are to plan my day every single day, which is something I've been experimenting with in the mornings after I do my other rituals and something that's been hugely helpful. Um, I also want to try and wake up by 7 a.m. And this one I can sort of feel myself like failing at before I even start (laughs) because I have never been a morning person. But the days that I do wake up before 7 or at 7, I feel so much more productive and happy than the days I don't. So it's going to be a challenge for sure, but I really want to work in it. And then the third one is to do something creative every day. So we both have that on there. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm going to be using Elise Blaha-Kripe's 2016 um, Daily Habit Checklists, which I used the entire year of 2015 and which were so powerful we'll include a link in the show notes it's basically like you can write whatever goal you're trying to accomplish and then you check off every day that you do it it's sort of like the jerry seinfeld don't break the chain 
X on the calendar <laughs> um, goal, goal setting strategy, but I found those really, really helpful. So we'll include a link to show notes to that. And it's like $4 for a poster size version and an eight and a half by 11 version. And I've personally found them super helpful. So I'm going to be using those. <laughs> nice. yeah. I don't have any daily goals. Um, and I don't know whether it's because I've moved towards intentions more. I did want to say something about exercise mm -hmm. since you mentioned that was one of your daily goals from last year. And I think it's so, I mean, like I grew up being really active uh, right. playing a lot of hockey and even now, like, uh, as a yoga teacher, like activity is still something that is a constant in my life. And for some reason, I don't know when it happened, but I'm just like turned off by the word exercise. I mm. feel like the word exercise to me is just loaded with all of this like energy of like, I should do this or mm -hmm. um, like I should do this specifically for other people almost. Um, and I don't know if that's true for everyone that that's how exercise is but for some reason recently that that like I haven't even been able to like bring myself to put like exercise on a to-do list because to me it just like seems so um forced I guess mm -hmm. um so I've really been gravitating towards like I write move or like right like my yeah like my intention is to move not to exercise so yeah I don't I don't know that's, I know that's not, it yeah. doesn't really fit neatly within like an intention or a goal or anything. Um, I think that it, activity is really something that is a constant throughout my life, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think often it comes down to like what your reasoning behind it is. Like move for, to me feels more holistic. It's like I'm moving because of my mental health or my emotional well-being or because mm -hmm. it feels good. Whereas exercise, it's like it's more of an obligation or something that my mom is expecting me to do or something society is expecting me to do. Yeah. So I love that. I think on my list, I definitely wrote like exercise and I wrote like it's sort of like exercise is just sort of the keyword. <laughs> it's like just move for half an hour a day at least. Yeah. Um, intentionally because it's surprising to me how many days where I really think about it and I'm thinking about can I check that thing off on my daily list and I'm like no I never intentionally got up to sort of do something extra for a half an hour mm -hmm. and that to me has been really jarring about this year because that's not something I've ever thought about before but to sort of realize oh wow I didn't actually get up from my computer most of the day or I was just sort of walking to do this errand. It wasn't mm -hmm. that I was intentionally being like, I want to like move my body. I want to do yoga practice. So on my exercise checklist, it's either walk, run, swim, or do yoga. See, so that's... I do see like being active throughout your errands. Like to mm -hmm. me, that's moving. Um, and it totally is. It totally is. Yeah. I think for my intentions, it was like, I want to do something additional to that. Mm -hmm. Additional to me just walking to the corner store, I want to actually, I want to actually go for a walk. And, you want to be intentional. Right. And it's like, I don't necessarily need to go for like 
an intense run. I mm-hmm. like walking. I think for me in my life, exercise is not about like weight loss or strengthening. It's about like mental clarity. Yeah. <laughs> like when I go for a walk, I can think better. I can realize what's going on in my life better. I can be less stressed. So yeah. For me, it's like, go for a walk because it's going to feel good. <laughs> like, it's going to feel good nice. in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And then I had a couple other goals, which were to um, set monthly goals because I feel like that's something that works better for me than yearly goals because things change in the different seasons of my life. Mm-hmm. So to set goals by the month or by the se- season even. Um <laughs> Um, can be more effective than by setting them for the year. And then I wanted to buy one thing a month to boost my joy, which was one of my intentions, but I was trying to make it sort of more um, concrete. Buy mm-hmm. one thing per month because I am a underbuyer. We keep referring to Gretchen Rubin, but she has a lot of amazing personality spectrums that you can learn about. I'm an underbuyer. I hate to spend money. Um, even when spending money could make my life a little bit more easy and happy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm setting a goal for one thing a month to buy something that feels like an indulgence, that feels like it's going to make my life a little bit happier. And I also want to write once per month about my word for the year. Now, Laura, is this something that you did for this year? Did you set a word for your year? I did not pick a word. That's your thing. I mean I think that I I have words right like intentional essential essential and creative like that's wonderful it's three it's three words but they're just my intentions my word for the year is light so I want Mm. to like be light like be a light for ideas and for other people I want to be light on myself not hard on myself I want to take things lightly because I take things so seriously all the time, all the time. And I want to just like shine light on like myself, on the good things in my life instead of focusing on the negatives. And I really want to like light up for things, like get Mm -hmm. excited about things instead of sort of just going with the flow and just acknowledging that things are going to happen to me. I want to like have that childlike excitement for different things in my life like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I'm so excited about this thing like it's nerdy (laughs) it's nerdy and I'm so excited about it that's not something I feel like I have felt enough of this year yeah I want to give myself permission to feel that yes do it that sounds so great and I do think that you are a light (laughs) oh you're gonna make me cry um but yeah I I felt like this year with my word I chose grace for 2015 and I felt like one of the things I was missing was that I wasn't reflecting on it enough I think when Mm -hmm. I reflect on things they sort of become more powerful to me so by writing about my word once a month I can sort of pay attention to whatever's going on in my life that sort of feels light to me and then I can sort of bring it into my life even more I also don't think that you connected with Grace as much as you connected with Oh my gosh. So Grace, your 2015 word, as much as you connected with Abundance, which was Ugh. your 2014 word. Like You are and, so right and, about that. <laughs> and I think that's so big. It fe- like it feels to me like you've really put a lot of thought into it and that light is something that you're going to be able to uphold without having to think about it all the time the way that you maybe had to think about Grace. It was like Grace was the thing that came to me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessarily something that was so easy to implement. Whereas when I was thinking about my word for 2016, light came 
immediately. Like it was just yeah. like, this is what you need to focus on. You have been taking yourself and your life far too seriously. You have not been focusing on what's really important. And that's what you really need to do is just think about that word. And that's how I felt about abundance. Whereas grace was a bit more like, it was more of a challenge. It was more of something I had to look for. And yeah. for sure it's popped up in my life, which is so interesting. It's like, I've been taking an online course and suddenly there's the, one of the units in the course is called grace. And that's like, Whoa, where did that come from? So it's mm -hmm. definitely come up, but not, you're right. Not as powerfully as abundance came up for me. And I remember last year when I was talking to you about my word for 2015, I was like, I'm not ready to give up abundance. And I really feel like, even though I could have incorporated both at the same time, I did feel like, wow, abundance still had so much to teach me and it still has so much to teach me. So I'm definitely collecting those words and I'm definitely interested to see how they're gonna play out over the course of my life. And I'm excited to see how your words of like intention is gonna, especially intention, is gonna play out over 2016 for you. That's so really I, cool. I came up with them today and I've mm. already created um, a graphic that I'm going to print out that has all of my three intentions on mm. it that I'm going to go put up somewhere in my apartment. I love that. So, yeah. Because one of the things, my boyfriend and I actually shared our intentions and goals for the year just like a couple days ago. And one of the things I ended up saying to him was that making visual my intentions and goals has made all the difference. Mm -hmm. in their, That's what I want. Yeah. In their accomplishment, in my achievement of them on a day-to-day -day basis and over the year. I think one thing I would share with our listeners is that rather than just setting them, even though that can be really powerful, having a daily or monthly or weekly reminder of your goals and intentions can make a huge, huge difference in how much mm -hmm. of them you accomplish in the year. Yeah. So powerful. I'm so looking forward to listening to this episode a year from now, but that makes me a little bit emotional. Doesn't it make you a little bit emotional? <laughs> like it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's going to go by so fast because I can remember where I was last year at this time when we were recording this episode, when we were talking about our intentions, when I had no idea what I was doing with my life. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to go to Korea for a year. Oh, we still have no idea what we're doing with our exactly. lives. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's so scary about it. Mm -hmm. 2015 was a good year, though. Yes. I'm happy that you're a constant for me, whatever year it is, Laura, since we've graduated from university. I wish you could see the face that I'm making right now. <laughs> oh, I hope it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really sweet. Thank you. And I feel the same way. And we are so thrilled that we're going to see each other in person almost like a week from now. Mm -hmm. And that's so incredible. And I think as we go into this Christmas season, I would just encourage everybody to think about what is really important in their lives and what they're truly grateful for in the new year. Mm -hmm. And in this day, in this moment, what you're really grateful for, what's powerful for you. This is a bit of a long episode for us today, but... It was so powerful for us to have this conversation. This is one of our favorite times of the year to set these intentions and goals for ourselves. So we want to encourage you to do the same. And you can reach out and tell us about your goals for the year on guineafingreen.com in the comments. 
or you can hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at Green Guinea Pigs. We would love to hear from you. We are so grateful for you and we are going to catch you in 2016. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Have a wonderful Christmas and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.